Welcome to the Author's Podcast with Lisa Newton. Writing a book is a dream for many people, and in today's society, it has become easier and more important than ever. If you are an expert, speaker, coach, or an authority in your field, having a book is the new business card. It can increase your credibility, enhance your status, and make you the go-to person in your field opening doors and bringing a flood of opportunities straight to you. You can increase your fees and start choosing the clients you really want to work with. The Author's Podcast Show with Lisa Newton is designed to inspire, educate and inform you, both entrepreneur and individual, on how to write a book, as well as writer's tips and strategies on how to actually get that book written. On today's show, you learn more about how to write a book, including writing ideas, marketing, and how to succeed in getting a book written. Here we go with the author's podcast, and here is your host, Lisa Newton. Hello and welcome to another episode of the author's podcast. On today's episode, I have Karen G, who is the author of a series, which is about a children's series about a book called Dodger the Dog. On the line, I should have Karen with me now. Are you there? Hi, good morning, Lisa. Excellent. Excellent. Okie doke. So, Karen, tell me then. I know we've we've spoken about this previously. I I didn't want to say too much because I think you can explain far better in your own words. So... Please tell us a little bit about yourselves, your background prior to actually getting into the book writing. Well, uh, thank you. I, so I had a career which spanned 34 years in banking, in retail banking. Oh, wow. So I was a bank manager, an area manager. I worked in HR and learning and development for um, NatWest RBS. Mm-hmm. So and, um I took voluntary redundancy in 2013 and started up my own uh, business and I have a coaching business and um, a lot, you know, I was on gardening leave and I had a lot of time and I, I had, my dogs died. I had two Dalmatians and they both died 48 hours apart. I'd had them for 14 and 15 years. Wow. And what was, mm-hmm. um, my daughter who works at the RSPCA, she was like, you know, you need to get another dog and come on because we were all really obviously traumatised. So she said, you need to get a staffy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to get a staffy. You know, they've got bad press. And my mum, and she was like, mum, mum, you're you're making it worse. You know, what's, you, 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 you know, you need to look at this. And so I'm a devout animal and dog lover. So I looked into it and I realised that actually they're pretty awesome dogs, but poor ownership has kind of led the breed into where it is. So, um, yeah, so we did adopt a Staffy and we, ad- we adopted Dodger and he came from the RSPCA and um, I've always worked with children. I was a brown owl and um, I've got three children of my own and um, with the coaching as well, I wanted to kind of mix it all up to write these children's books. So it's a mixture of coaching kids and teaching them great values and using a Staffy as a symbol of something fantastic and educational and loving to, to really work on changing, you know, the stereotype that the staff has got. 
So really, well, I, I, no, I actually because I, I've never had a dog before. I know what a Dalmatian is; those are the ones with the black spots on. But I don't know what a Staffy is and the the kind of bad press they've had. What what have they done? Well, they, so a Staffy is what we call a bull breed, and a bull breed is like a you know like a bulldog, English bull terrier, Staffordshire bull terrier, bull mastiff. The dogs are loving dogs, and back in the day, Staffordshire bull terrier Staffy was the nanny dog, and if you look back in history, they used to leave it to look after the children. But oh. there's been some poor ownership and some. Uh, instance where people have been attacked by different breeds in fact but the staffy tends to get the blame even if it isn't a staffy in america there's a massive thing with pit bulls and they're another bull breed so these dogs um they tend to be very boisterous they when they get hold of something like a rope and they're playing they tend to not let go mm. and i don't know a mixture of all of this has kind of got them in a, a, a reputation for aggression when actually they're quite the opposite they they actually have a separation anxiety if you leave them they're very sensitive and they don't do very well in the kennel environment or the rescue environment because of that mm. yeah mm. okay so you got the did you get the your dog from from the rspca yeah, so what happened was, he. The, so my first book mm. is um, How I Became Dodger Dog, which is exactly that. It's his rescue story and it's how how he became Dodger. So, of course, you know, so Dodger's a real dog and all the animals and things in my books are true and real. So <laughs> Dodger um, was um, rescued from the RSPCA by my daughter, the one who sort of said you need to get a staffy. Mm. He was abandoned there um, by someone who said they found him but Dodger clearly knew who he was and wanted to go back with him but anyway he got left and um, it was a couple of months after I'd lost my dogs and what happened was um, my daughter said oh mum you know there's this awesome little staffy and but I was going on holiday for, and in fact for a month because I was 50 that year mm. and um, I said well I can't get a dog now you know I'm going away for a month and she said oh Staffy's come up all the time you know I'm sure another one will come up but when I came home after a month a couple of weeks later she said that dog's still there mm. and I was like well why is that and again she was well it was summertime they couldn't find a rescue center that would take a Staffy so that's another issue mm. if there's a lot of the same breed rescue centers don't like to have you know all of or too many of one breed so mm. poor Dodger was still there I said to my daughter, oh, okay, what's going to happen to him? She said, I don't know, you know, we don't know yet. And I said, oh, well, how could we adopt him? What could we do? And she said, I've got him in the van. I'm bringing him home. <laughs> <laughs> and that was how we got Dodger. Oh, okay. So tell me how it came, how the book idea tra transpired then. How did that come about, wanting to write, write about the dog and everything? Well, it sort of, I don't know, I suppose it happened by accident because of my history. As I said, I was a brown now, worked with children. Uh, I know it seems a long way away from being a bank manager, but <laughs> I, believe I sort of left the bank in um, September and, and didn't officially leave until December. So I was at home a lot and I, that's when I started. I had a little puppy and I started to write the books. It was just... Uh, I don't know what it was on a whim, really. I've never had a desire, really, to be an author of any description. It was more, 
like a little hobby thing I started doing. And then what happened was I wrote a few books. I wrote four books. And um, then I started to think about illustrations. So I tried to do some illustrations. They were absolutely dire. And I asked my daughter, the one who brought him home, because she likes drawing, and she said, I haven't got time. And they kind of went on hold for a while, you know, because we were all trying to work out how to illustrate them. Mm. And then actually where I met you, um, I, I joined for networking for my other business, and um, I met Kim Weimer. And I know that Kim's had a podcast and spoken to you about her own book, but yes. I didn't know that she was an illustrator and she, she loved to draw and paint and cats actually were a speciality in the beginning. So we got together and she knew I was looking for an illustrator and she said, look, I draw a bit, you know, I'll draw you some pictures, see what you think. And then they were just fantastic and I don't know, we became great friends and now Kim illustrates all the books for me. Excellent. Excellent. So did you, you, so you said you've written four books. So the first one, which was, was how I became Dodger the dog. How soon did the idea for the second book come around? To be honest, again, um, it came around really from an instance of what happened. So I wrote the first book and it was just his rescue story. And I wanted to get it out there about rescuing these dogs. But when I had Dodger at first, as I said, I had a lot of time on my hands and um, I was doing a lot of walking. And one day we went to the marshes. We live in East London. We went to Hackney Marshes and the River Lee runs along those marshes and um, let Dodger off the lead as usual. He runs off as usual. Anyway, next minute he's not come back. And I was looking for him about 15 minutes, absolutely panicking, couldn't find him anywhere. Then I could, I was screaming, calling, blowing a whistle. Then I heard like some whimpers and barks. And so I followed it right down to the water's edge. And there he was drowning in the River Lee. Oh, no. And, um, I had to pull him out, grabbed his harness, ripped him out. It was choking, spluttering. It was mud, snowy ice. But full of litter he was in the middle of a massive amount of litter glass cans bottles you name it yeah it was everywhere and um that was when i kind of thought okay i could write another book about this and that's my second book it's called um, dodger dog's muddy mistake and it's like <laughs> yeah well he did make a mistake that day so it's about staying safe, you know, not running off, staying with whoever takes you out as a child. Um, we talk about ducks. The ducks were all swimming past Dodger as he was drowning. And um, we th I thought about them living in that mess, you know, that's their home. So that's in the book. Mm. And we encourage kids to pick up litter. And um, the funny thing about Dodger is he, he does love a plastic bottle. Mm. So I've got him to pick up plastic bottles and he'll carry them in his mouth and they'll, we can put them in the bin. Oh. So that where that kind of ecological litter sort of approach came. So that's when I wrote the second book. Excellent. So that's really interesting. So the books are like a little moral for children. Yeah, yeah. They're educational. Mm -hmm. They meet Ofsted because one of the schools I read them in, the head teacher, I'd read them in a few schools and then one head teacher went to me, does it meet Ofsted? And I thought, ooh, does it? I don't know. <laughs> and she said, can I have a copy then to check? So I was like, okay. And I was thinking, well, no one said this to me before. Then she come back and she said, yeah, they do. 
and I was like, oh, oh all right, it's good. <laughs> that was um, by accident. But they, they meet Ofsted, you know, for the nursery, preschool, junior school because of the, the, the messages of love, sharing, kindness, honesty and integrity that, that actually run through all the books. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, no, excellent. Would you say primary school age children from nursery? Yeah. So, so maybe two, three from years old? Primary school, yeah. Okay. And okay, so the first book is called How I Became Dodger the Dog, his rescue story. And the second book is Dodger Dodger Dog's Dogs. Muddy Mistake. I love it. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with me, your host, Lisa Newton. You can email me, lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And remember, we have the Inner Circle, which is for writers just like you. And you can join us at writerbook.net. I am, if you've just tuned in, talking to Karen G, who is the author of the Dodger Dog series. So, Karen, tell me about the third book then. Well, I've grown up with dogs, and when I was a girl, we had um, young girl, we had four or five dogs, and um, my nan had a dog, everybody had a dog, yeah, and um, when I got married, I had a dog, we, then we got a dog, like, so they always had a dog. So, as I said to you, I had two Dalmatians, so I just had Dodger. So then I decided that, you know, we would get another dog, so as a family, we decided, and uh, one of my Dalmatians was deaf which is quite common in white dogs. Oh, okay. Uh, and um, so I'd had that dog, I'd had her for 15 and a half years, Purdy. Mm. What other name would you call a little girl Dalmatian? But <laughs> Purdy, yeah, she was deaf. And then what happened was I found out about this um, other Staffy Cross and um, she was deaf and she'd spent, she'd spent three months in the RSPCA in Southbridge. That was an animal centre. And... Um, She'd been already rescued, so she was there as a pup, then a very small pup, and then she was adopted, but then she was returned, and they found out that she was deaf, and she was there for about three months. I took Dodger down, and we, we had like a play date and a, you know adoption visit, and we went through the process, and we adopted her. It seemed quite natural to write a book about that, and it was like the next book, really. And so that's all about Shay's adoption story. So Shay's my other dog. She's um, a staffy part German Shepherd and Sharpay. So she's a bit of a mixture, but she's mainly staffy. And she's deaf. And so um, that book's about adoption because when you actually adopt a dog and you've got another dog, what happens is you go through a similar process to what people go through. You know when they adopt children? Yeah. You go dates and spend time so that they make sure that the dogs are going to get on so i mean they loved one another straight away and um but they they used to play ball and there was a time dodger was like barking but she couldn't hear him she was over the other side of the pen and i don't know it kind of all came together that i wrote that book and it's about adoption disability and it's kind of like dodger discovers that she's deaf as well and um, she notices him barking and she says, you need to look at me when you speak to me so I can read your bark. Mm. So it's all about that educational piece as well, about communication. And that's her rescue story. And it's, again, a true story. Excellent. This is really fascinating. And just you, oh. usually with, uh, with dogs that have disabilities, um, 
what normally happens to them? Do they... Do, do people... Well, deaf dogs mm. is, a, is a big thing, yeah, mm. because I don't know exactly all about the um, DNA genealogy. I'm not an expert on genetics, but white dogs with predominantly white fur, maybe pink eyes, have a tendency to be deaf. So across the UK, there's a lot of deaf dog networks, deaf dog charities. There's absolutely no reason that you can't adopt a deaf dog, but we use sign language. Oh. So... We sit, we call her, we, we tell her she's naughty by waving her fingers. Uh, she, she, we, um, you can talk sign language to a deaf dog. And another thing with a deaf dog is I found, and I had it before, it's good to have two. Mm. So the second dog as a hearing dog is like um, a hearing dog for the deaf. Yes. So it, it's their ears. So that's what Dodgers become. And strangely, I, I'm, I'm writing a new book, actually. I'm in the middle of it, which is about Dodger Gets a Job. And in that book, Dodger realises everybody's got a job and he hasn't and he thinks he needs to get one. So he explores being a guide dog, um, but he's not really sure he doesn't want to wear the harness. And he explores being a hus- you know, a sled dog, but he doesn't like the snow and the cold. So he goes through these different jobs and he realises, you know, maybe they're not for him. So at the very end, he meets a hearing dog for the deaf and uh, he realises he's already got a job because he's his sister's hearing dog. So that's one of the books that's in the process of um, coming out. Oh, excellent. And that's that's a good um, analogy, actually, because there are actually lots of dogs out there that work bomb disposal and sniffer dogs and... Like you say, I always think of the big uh, furry one that is in the snow and when people faint and the things. Bur- yeah, the Bernard. Some Bernard yeah, the yeah. St. Bernard's one. Uh, We've got a book. Say that. Got one in- you got yeah, one in the book? Got- yeah, yeah, it's going to be in that book of St. Bernard. We've got also, um, there's um, medical detection dogs. We've got one of those. I don't know if people know about that. You know, they can sense cancer. They can oh. sense is they um, can sense when their owner has going to have an epileptic fit. So there's um, medical detection dogs. So dogs have a very valuable place in society. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. No, fascinating, fascinating. So where can people get hold of your books? So you can get them on Amazon. They're on Kindle and they're able you're able to order them they're part of amazon prime so anyone who's got the amazon prime you get free delivery um we've also got a website again if anyone wants to know any more about us um it's www.dodgerdog.co.uk and um as you can see the way we look at it dodger's on a mission he's on a mission to save other staffies and to educate children so if you want to find out more and um I mean, for example, recently, Dodger just has had a pet test to become a pets as therapy dog. And that's another um, area that we're looking at. And Dodger goes into different schools and libraries and he's very good, very um, popular, especially with autistic children mm. who tend to be very drawn to him. So it's kind of a, the books is opening a lot of doors and really making a difference you know especially to kids and as well as other uh, other dogs no absolutely and so how did you go about actually getting published then 
Well, what happened was, I, I'm, I haven't really got an amazing story where I kept getting rejected, but I did speak to a couple of people and there was someone who gave me some advice who told me that I wouldn't be able to get it published because it was a staffy, um, that it should be kind of a Labrador, maybe Andrex puppy style document to make it more appealing. And I didn't really make any effort. I met someone who'd self-published their book so I decided, well, okay, let's see about this self-publishing. And so we self-published We self-published the first book about 14 months ago now. Mm. And I don't know, it's an A4 book. It's very, very colourful. They're all very colourful. They're all hand-painted watercolours. And I don't know, they're kind of pretty cool. Well, I'm, I'm biased. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're traditional books and I don't know, it worked. So we self-published on Amazon and we self-published them all. Yeah, I, I have a dream maybe that some publisher's going to come along and want to work with us, but I haven't really made any effort because um, in the last three weeks, for example, I, I do charity events and dog shows and I did the National Pet Show at the Excel and I've sold about 220 books in the past three weeks. Wow. So I haven't got, a, you know, an urgency to get a publisher, but it is on my bucket list and wish list. Mm. But this was one of the things we were talking about, though, because the books are very popular. So you're, you're doing very well with, without that publisher mm. in the background kind of thing but and I think it's fascinating when you was telling me about it the time we met at the networking event I thought wow I, I was I just think it's such a good idea just you know and the thing is with a publisher like you say if, if that was the feedback you got oh you know it should be a different type of dog then that kind of takes from your vision and one of the benefits mm. of being self-published is that you've got a lot more control as to how you know the story you want to tell and it's about um staffies mm. and not labradors so yeah that's... yeah i mean you know what i would i would say that i know that people talk about there's a book in everyone now is what they say isn't it mm. i would say to anyone why not self-publish anyway even if you just it's a hobby or something for fun yeah it's Amazon is actually fantastic here. It's free to self-publish, and basically on there, you, if if you don't order a proof, like a physical proof, it's totally free. Mm. But if you order the proof, obviously you have to pay for your proof. But I always order a proof because we've got a lot of illustrations and that, and I like to see a, a handheld copy. But you can actually self-publish anything really and and it's for free so it's even a legacy for your children your family it doesn't have to be that you want to become an author i would say to anybody just do it Mm. okay and at the pet show so what was that like being around what and what were other people doing well i mean there's other books i met a lady who works for a publisher she she had her own book and we did a book swap i do that quite a lot (laughs) Her book is um, uh, Bat Dog's Rescue. Something I can't remember the exact name. It's Bat Dog, she calls it. So she wrote that book, and uh, she was near me. There's a lady who she wrote an adult book, and it's called King Tommy, and that's for adults, and that's about how she rescued a dog in Goa in India and how he won scruffs. So you know the, like, crossbreed crufts. 
So he won that and, and she's wrote a story. So I actually meet a lot of interesting people and I also meet a lot of other authors. And so it's, it's really great, you know, to just get yourself out there. So mm. we're just on a mission. As I said, we're on a mission and it's been a great journey, actually. Mm. No, it's excellent. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton. Please do subscribe to, like and share this channel. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Karen G, who is the author of a series of books about Dodger the dog, who is a stuffy bull breed dog. And Dodger goes on a series of different um, adventures, for want of a better word, and uh, gets up to all sorts. But it's got a lot of educational material to help children within the stories. Okay, so uh, Karen, what advice would you have then? So if someone's out there and they've got an idea, what's the first thing they should do if they want to write a book? How did you go about doing it? Well, again, do you know what? It's not going to sound very glamorous. And if I do become some world-famous author, I don't know if I should tell you, but I went in Poundland and I bought a packet of exercise books yeah. for a pound. And I left the gap at the top of the page, you know, for where I vis- had a vision that the picture was going to go. Mm-hmm. And I started writing them in the exercise books um, just with enough space at the bottom that I considered would work. So, yeah, you know, very amateurish and probably, I don't know, will it be an exciting story one day to recall? Poundland or life. <laughs> no, but They'll it's... probably start lots of exercise <laughs> but it to me that that is the first step it, it can be as simple as that you know get an exercise book sit if down it's in your head mm. get it out right exactly get it out head on paper exactly mm. i still write that way anyway so you know what i i write that way because i kind of i don't know i write them and i have this gap at the top and then kim puts the pictures in Mm. and i don't know it kind of really works and i know exactly how many words make up a page you know and and how many pages i need and i don't know and i and i bought a pack of five exercise books and i can fit a couple of books in one so i haven't used all my exercise (laughs) books how many do you think you will have in the series or is it too early to say funny because i mean i haven't published one of my original books actually that i wrote so i've got one um, dodger dog learn something new which i haven't published it's about sort of dog fighting it's about bsl so breed specific legislation is where certain dogs can be seized you know by the police and they're on a list on the dangerous dogs act so i've got a book that's about that and i haven't published that yet and i haven't got around to it and i've written different books as well so actually there's probably 10 books gonna be in the pipeline okay. so the books that i published are yeah those three that we talked about and then a christmas book which is published last christmas that's dodger dog's christmas message and that's like not what you get for christmas what you give and that's also about the season don't give chocolate to dogs and don't give a pet as a present. So don't give ducks bread. and So it's got a lot of messages in it. And Dodger gives to the homeless and helps others, which he does at Christmas, which we all do. And it's about helping others. So that's out. Uh, I've actually got a book out probably in the next two weeks. 
um, which I've written, you know, last year. Mm. And that's Dodger Dog at the Caravan. And that is Dodger and Shay on their first holiday together. And they do love the caravan. And that's predominantly about the beach code and the country code. So it's about environment, litter, leaving the countryside as you find it, looking after the wildlife. The beaches, you know, don't climb on the rocks, um, don't go in the water if the red flag's there. So they're, again, all educational. And um, Dodger meets his friend, Mr. Seagull, <laughs> who talks to him about, you know, sea- seagulls are actually an endangered species, a protected species. Okay. And he tells Dodger all about when he was a boy, his dad used to take him fishing, you know, to catch fish. But now there's so much rubbish, it's much quicker and easier to go through the rubbish. And then uh, Mrs. Rabbit, she's talking about litter to Dodger and Shay, and she says that her her baby cut his paw on a can that someone had not taken the lid off properly. So I don't know, a lot of people don't realise you have to pull the whole lid off. Mm. And for wildlife, cans with half a lid hanging on are very dangerous. So they're all the educational pieces, and that's going to be out in the next two weeks. We're at proof level where we're just looking at tweaking it, so it's literally ready to go. Mm. And um, Then we've got the job one that I told you about. And then we're going to have one out later this year about bullying. And that's going to coincide with National Bullying Week. So Dodger's going to explain basically to Shay that it's very naughty to chase cats and um, that that's bullying. So we're going to be tackling bullying and Dodger Dog's definitely against that. So a lot of the schools that we read the books in are very excited. But we've actually had requests for books now. So we've had a request about four or five times now for a book about death. A lot of people are in, can't find a book that really explains death to a child, either the death of a pet or actually of a person. Mm. So that book I'm looking to. So we've had a Dodger's sister who's a cat lady died last year. So that's going to be based around the understanding and explanation of that. And so we're always looking for new subjects. So definitely if anyone's got any ideas for us. How would they if get we, in touch with you if they did have an idea for, for a, something that Dodger could be doing? Yeah, so if you if you want to get in touch, drop me an email, karen at dodgerdog.co.uk and I'll always reply, you know, definitely. And so some of the things that we are looking for, we you know, we're looking for libraries. I, I, I've got a summer of a lot of library visits, school visits, charities, fates dog shows we we do lots of different things so we're only very young in 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 the business as i say it's just over a year but the aim is that 25 percent of our profits will eventually go to dog charities and across the world because we've actually sold books in america in france in spain in singapore in um, australia so it's not just about the UK, it's kind of about dogs and children wherever they hail from. Absolutely. Excellent. A, a good way, good connections for you would be libraries, schools, dog charities. And any charities. Children's and dog charities are probably, but we've done work with Mind and like lots of different charities. Excellent. You are listening to the Authors Podcast with me, your host, Lisa Newton. 
You can email me, lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And remember, we have the Inner Circle, which is for writers just like you. And you can join us at writerbook.net. If you're just tuning in, it's the Authors Podcast. My name's Lisa Newton. I am talking to Karen G, who is the author of a series of books about Dodger the Dog. The website is www.dodgerdog.co.uk and Dodger is spelt D-O-D-G-E-R. And you can always email Karen at dodgerdog.co.uk. Karen, are you on any social... Sorry? Yeah, Karen. Karen at dodgerdog.co.uk. Yes. Yeah. Are you on any social media, Facebook or? I, if you Google I Love Dodger Dog, we're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And you can always find out where we are, what we're about and what shows we're at. So you can come and see us. But yeah, we're on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And it's I Love Dodger Dog. Excellent. Okay. And are you, would you say you are an avid reader yourself? Probably I wouldn't, know. <laughs> I, I, I am going on holiday actually tomorrow and I am taking, I, I did say about King Tommy, you know, the dog from Goa. Yes. So I'm taking that book to read because, again, I, I love to do a book swap. The minute I meet someone, I always swap a book and um, I'm going to be reading that on my holidays. But I tend to be a holiday reader yeah, I, I would say predominantly I'm a holiday reader. Excellent. All right. So this is one business that you do. So it's the the Dodger Dog business. And in addition to that, you also mentioned that you are a coach. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a life and business coach. And so that's predominantly my main business. Dodger Dog was a hobby, really, that sort of turning or turned into a business and um it's say it's really grown but yeah I'm a, I'm a coach and I help small business owners and also people in employment to achieve their own personal goals and that's the business that I went in when I left the bank mm. okay excellent final question then what's what would you say is the best has been the best thing about writing the the series is there, is there anything that you've that has surprised you? Let's say. I mean, I don't know if it's surprised me, but one of the things that I love it right when I am um, probably a bit of advice as well for people if they're thinking of self publishing. Right, there's a couple of books. They're like the Bibles. Probably anyone here who's an author knows them. They're on Amazon, and they're like um, how to get published and how to write a book and. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's the big, thick, famous one. And there's one for children's books. So when I, I got those and I read them and it was like, give away as many free books as you can. Get yourself in front of as many people as you can. Uh, do whatever you can afford to promote your book. So I decided that dog shows and charity events was going to be great. You know, so I started last year going to all different shows. We did a lot of big walkies events with the RSPCA and we did a lot of small charity shows and I've done lots of story times you know sitting reading the stories mm. to kids. so I would say that the best thing is absolutely nothing to do with writing the books the best thing is the people I've met on this journey you know I, I've 
I've chosen subjects like adoption, disability, but I've met so many people who bought the books because their child was adopted, they were adopted, their child's death, their death, you know, and I've just met so many fantastic people. As I said, children with autism, I, I must have met, I don't, I don't even know how many children. And just to see and meet these people has just been a pleasure and an honour, really, I would say. So that's the best part. It's not really about the books. Mm. It's about people. Mm. Yeah. And just a question regarding the, the illustrator. So you, you met Kim through the, the networking and Kim's it does your illustrations and that's been a, a great partnership. When it comes to working with illustrators, do you in, interpret or state the kind of picture you want or do you leave that to their imagination? Oh, well, again, look, listen, I'm the lady with the books from Poundland, remember? <laughs> so my approach to the illustration was probably that was probably as as um unauthorish as you can get so what happened was yeah i looked for people to do it i couldn't find anyone i couldn't do it my dog looked like a, a rat or something. <laughs> so I, I was like okay what am i gonna do and then that's when i'd started networking and i met him and then it was quite a bit down the road i'd known her a while and i was still looking for this illustrator and i looked into it and people pay like 50 pound a picture or they contact agencies there's there's a whole host of ways you can get an illustrator Mm. i didn't i got someone they were more like an oil painting picture you know a bit sort of i don't know ruffalo style like tiger came to tea style like a sketchy and i wanted something bold and colorful and i don't know like cartoony Mm. so i don't know i used to chat to kim and i said oh i'm getting nowhere with finding an illustrator and of course i didn't have any money so that's when she drew the pictures but to be honest she drew the pictures and she knew the dog she knew me and i just like like the pictures and i just said that's great and i can honestly say that so we've got four storybooks out now and we've got one activity book, you know, like a colouring-y, spot-the-difference-y type book. Mm. Yeah. And then the fifth one about to be out, which is all illustrated by Kim. And only once did I ever say, you know what, like, um, I think we need to change that picture. And that's the, you know, the, the gospel truth. Mm. And um, it was just the way the dog was laying, really. It wasn't, it, I don't know, it didn't look right to me. Mm. But other than that, Kim really has a free reign. She just reads the book and draws what she's read, really. Mm. So, I mean, again, and the illustrations now in this latest book, which is about the caravan, I mean, they're so colourful and bright with beaches and trees and, you know, the pictures are absolutely fantastic. But Kim really, I, I just let her get on with it. Mm. I can't draw, so I can't upset her because I'd have to draw on myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, well, that's great because when you when you find people for your team and when you're on these projects and you work well together, then it, it just brings it all together. Do you know what? I've got a great team behind me, mm. and for a, for a hobby, you know, these people, no one's getting paid, yeah. And I have a a, a PA called Joe and Joe Trent. She she does my editing for me, mm. and I have. The guy who did my website, Rob Holmes, and Gareth Jones, he does my print and some graphic stuff. And 
you know, my T-shirts and hoodies that I sell. Mm. Um, I've also got a guy, his name's John Weiss, been helping me with videos, done some videos. And um, now we're going to audio books. So all my books are going to be on audio. Excellent. And we're looking mm. to get someone to sign. I suppose that's what I'm looking for. I need someone to sign my books, yeah, you know, uh, sign language. And we're looking to get that done. And I've got an, a fantastic um, guy called Paul Ryan who's going to be the voice of Dodger. And he's going to read my books on the um, audio version. So that's the next thing for me. Excellent. That all sounds very, very exciting. It is exciting. So thank you very much then, Karen, for being my guest on the Authors Podcast. My pleasure. So for those of you out there that want to know more about Dodger and what he gets up to, the first book is called How I Became Dodger the Dog, His Rescue Story. And there are various other books within the series, Dodger Dog's Muddy Mistake. There's a book about his Christmas message and also the one about adoption with his sister Shay. Um, yeah, Dodger Meat Shay. Dodger Dog Meat Shay. Dodger Dog Meat Shay. The website for more information is www.dodgerdog.co.uk. You can email Karen at dodgerdog.co.uk, especially if you have any ideas for other stories that Dodger could get up to. And if you just Google I Love Dodger Dog, there, he will come up on Instagram and various other social media. And you can follow his antics from there. So, Karen G, from the, the author of Dodger Dog, thank you very much for being my guest. No problem. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And listeners, I hope that's inspired you and encouraged you. Whatever your idea is, get some exercise books from Poundland, start writing, and <laughs> <laughs> you just, you never know. I could be sponsored by Poundland, couldn't you I? You could indeed, absolutely. <laughs> So thank you all and I will see you again soon. Thanks. You have been listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton, sponsored by Boogles Limited. Tweet the show at Boogles underscore books, spelled B-O-O-G-L-E-Z underscore books. You can also contact your host via the email address lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And if you want to join our author's community, join the inner circle at www.writerbook.net. You have just been listening to the author's podcast with Lisa Newton. See you next time.